this is a new kind of style. We're going to sprinkle in these episodes here and there and talk about the philosophy we have for bariatric lead generation, lead nurturing, growing volume in the OR, how you digitize the patient experience and automate things in the clinic. When we were getting started and really small, we literally did this one by one with every single clinic. And as we grow, we want to keep putting this information and content out there in ways that you can consume it for yourself. So today, I think making your second appearance on the Boost podcast is my co-founder, Jonah Selder. Hey, Jonah. Hey, Maddie. How you been, man? Very good. <laughs> Jonah has a fairly new baby, so sometimes he doesn't sleep all that well. That is true. Hopefully we don't hear any crying in the background. Oh uh, yeah. Same here. The topic of today's recording is not all leads are created equal because visiting clinics around the country, one of the things that we see is a huge difference in how the clinic approaches what we call patient leads. And I know if you don't come from a, a sales or marketing background, some clinics even they say, what, what is a lead? The clinic is calling them patients. And we're saying, no, 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 these aren't patients yet. They're leads. So they're not in the EMR. They don't need to be in the EMR. These are people in your area or in the country who are interested in bariatric surgery, maybe interested in your clinic, but they're just not ready to book that consult yet. So we call those people leads. And sometimes we go into a clinic and at some point the clinic set up a system for how to handle those incoming inquiries. And whether that's a contact us form or a phone message left after the clinic was closed or uh, a submission to watch a webinar that came in, they've tasked some, somebody in the clinic with going after those people. And the most ineffective way it happens is when that person approaches all those quote leads the same way. So they have a system, so they have an incoming form, an email contact us form, a voice message, and they approach those all the same way, which is usually they fire off an email, some clinics force that person to call them three times to reach out, to get them on the schedule. And what we're saying is our philosophy is most of those people are not near ready to come in for a consult. And so you end up, you end up with a person on your staff getting really burned out on their job, right? Nobody wants to go after a hundred people to find the three people that say, oh yeah, I, I remember that. I'm actually ready to set up a consult. And 97 of those people say, no, I, I didn't fill out any form. What are you talking about? No, I'm not ready. I was just, I was seeing what it was. I was interested. What's the price? What's so there's a huge difference in the readiness of that population. And we think those leads need to be approached differently. Yes. And, and let's just back up a little bit and because not all clinics are the same, right? Um, maybe you're listening to this and the total amount of leads, the total amount of people who let's just define a lead. Someone comes to your website. That's not a lead. That's a website visitor. You don't even know that they exist. You can pull up your analytics. A lot of people will visit your website, depending on whatever marketing efforts you have going on. A lead is someone who takes the effort and gives you permission to follow up with them in some way by giving their name and contact info. So some of the, the clinics that we work with have a smaller amount of lead flow. So if you're only getting, you know, a hundred leads, 150 leads or so a month, our perspective is Yes, by all means, call every single one of those. That's a manageable amount of leads. Uh, if you have someone assigned to that, that's a manageable amount of people who you can contact. But for clinics who have larger and larger amount of leads coming in, especially when they start working with Boost and they see more and more of those leads coming in, uh, maybe you're getting 300, 500, 1,000 plus leads a month, it quickly becomes uh, quite hairy for any one person or even multiple people 
to manually pick up the phone and call each one of those people. And that's a, a common thing that a lot of times we'll have to work through with newer clinics is the expectation that, well, someone filled out the form, they must be ready to come in for a consultation, right? And from our perspective, that's not the case at all. Most of those people are just seeking information. And that's a big reason why we push a lot of those people into our automated follow-up so that only the people who are serious who go a step ab above and beyond where they actually engage with the content that we're sending them, that's when the, the, the quote unquote, you know, the, the patient coordinator takes the manual effort to then reply to that person. Right. Exactly. And I think a huge foundational piece of what we do for a living is automate the mundane and humanize the exception. How do you know how far along a person is in their decision process to come in for a bariatric consult? You can ask them and you can ask them using technology. They can grade or score themselves. You can get the alert if that person is, you know, in stage three or stage four, getting close to the consult, or if they're not, you can leave it alone, warm them up with education. And then there's all sorts of things inside the office that can be automated to remove the, the human error from them. And I think that that's a big difference in the clinics that stay frustrated and have a cap on their volume is the owner physician wonders, why are we not busier? And typically the answer that's thrown out is, well, we need to spend more money on marketing. We need to do this big thing. We need to throw more money at it. And usually what we see is that's not the problem at all. There are plenty of leads to go around. There's more than enough leads coming into the clinic, but it's all these invisible things that sometimes a surgeon can't see that are capping the volume. Right. And, and let's just talk a little bit about from a, maybe a physician standpoint or even a practice administrator standpoint, they might think, well, what's the harm in calling all these patients? Sure. We get a thousand leads a month. Why not just call them all? And there, there's a few different reasons why that's not ideal. Number one, usually when you have that amount of leads, no one person can realistically call all those people, especially if that's not their full-time duty. And most of the time that person's wearing multiple hats. Mm. And so what ends up happening is multiple staff become quote unquote accountable for following up with those people. And usually what happens in our experience is that when multiple people are accountable for something, no one is accountable and everyone turns their head, looks the other way and says, oh, I thought you were following up with them. Oh, I thought right. you were following up with them. Right. Totally. And th this is an outreach that should be set up to have a conversation with someone around their concerns, their fears, their motivations for pursuing the solution. And typically the person who's making that phone call, they've outsourced it to some call center that's just calling and saying, hey, this is ABC. You can't even understand what they're saying. And they are calling just to say, you filled out a form. Do you want to come in for a consult? And that's just completely ineffective. There's no weight there. It's not doing anything. Right. If the person wanted to schedule a consult, they would have done it through the website, which we see 60,000 out of 100,000 people are going to just book it through the website. They don't want to call the clinic. Right. Another reason why we don't recommend calling, again, this is for someone who's getting 500, 750, 1,000 leads a month. Another reason why we don't recommend that person calls every single one of them is that that person's going to get burnt out and that there's a huge invisible cost of staff turnover or just honestly, I don't think there's a better way to put this, but just becoming jaded. If you're calling a ton of these patient leads and 19 out of 20 calls are all going to voicemail or people are saying, what? I didn't fill out your form. The expectation when you pick up that phone is I'm not going to get anyone and you're just going through the motions. You're leaving a voicemail, you're kind of just halfway engaged. And so there's this 
kind of counterintuitive balancing point where when you reach a certain level of lead volume, if you actually manually follow up with fewer leads and call fewer leads, you could actually get more patients. And the key to that and what we recommend is once you reach that 200, 300 leads or so a month, you need to start qualifying those leads and that can be done automatically through technology. And the qualification process means asking a few questions as part of the lead capture process that indicates that someone is a more serious, more engaged lead that indicates, oh, I need to manually reach out and talk to this person. And the other people, certainly let's capture their information, but they shouldn't take up any staff time. That process should be automated. So the key is qualification. Absolutely. And I think that solves another problem. When we've started with some clinics, they have made comments saying, hey, I want to filter out people who meet XYZ criteria, or if they don't have a certain fill in the blank, then, then I don't really want them coming into my leads or uh, if they're Medicare, Medicaid, or if they live such a distance outside of town. And our approach is, yes, if you're trying to get a human being to follow up with every single one of those people, you've got to find a way to filter out to just the best, the highest cream of the crop patient. But if you're using technology, then you just let everyone in, cast the widest net you possibly can, capture as many leads as you possibly can. There's no cost of doing that. And if you're using automation, then that system will filter out and, and the quote, the cream will rise to the top. Right. And let's just flesh that out a little bit. A few things come top of mind. You can ask questions. If someone is a cash pay lead, you can ask that as part of that intake process. If someone has the bariatric benefit, you can digitize and automate the insurance capture information. Most of the time you can glance at someone's insurance and have a good idea whether or not they're going to qualify. Uh, we ask this too, as part of that lead intake, where are you in the decision-making process? Are you just kind of in research phase? Are you still kind of thinking about it? Or are you serious and ready to, to book a consult now? Those people we can float to the top and the rest of the people, that's fine. No problem. Uh, take as much time as you need. We'll still capture your, your lead info and we're just not going to have to manually follow up with that person. We're just going to talk to them automatically through technology, through, in our case, for, for those of us listening to this who use Boost, that's what Boost does. Right. Yeah. And another thing that comes to mind is allowing people to request your webinar on demand. I know some clinics require that, some don't. Let, let it be free range to the patient. Let them consume it whenever they want. And then once they've done that, that's another filtering mechanism to then use an automated task, an automated follow-up, an automated thank you page to lead them to the next step, be that filling out insurance paperwork, new patient paperwork, booking their appointment. Each clinic's patient flow looks a little bit different, but that doesn't mean you can't nudge the patient using automation to each step of it and even nurture them where they are in that funnel until they get to consult, post-consult, surgery, post-surgery, the whole way through the funnel. Right. I think part of the reason why there's so much push to call all the patients is sort of this sort of limiting belief that if we don't follow up with everyone, they're just going to slip through the cracks. You know, we're spending all this money on marketing. There's, there's kind of an underlying fear that like, why wouldn't we follow up with everyone? And I think the, the key thing that we're trying to get across is it's counterintuitive. It can actually net far more patients or qualified patients, happier staff, overall fuller clinic if you do not reach out to each one of those patients. And it, it's harder to wrap your mind around because I think it does come from kind of that, that scarcity type mindset. And it, it is kind of a leap of faith to try it this way, but 
many, many industries operate this way, especially, you know, coming from the sales and marketing world, we see so many other examples in other industries. Qualification is a super important part of the process and no one would ever dream of reaching out to every single one of those contacts without qualifying them first. Absolutely. You look at that in two ways. Number one, let's just outsource all, we have thousand calls. Let's outsource it to a, a call center or some third party. And we see that turns patients off, that pushes them away. It's not done well. If that person's talented and the linchpin that they should be, that person can double the, the volume in the operating room. If you have a talented, skilled, motivated, excited, well-compensated person who's doing that job, they want to talk to people that are ready to go, that are engaged, excited, have real problems to solve. Uh, and if they're following up with everybody, they're not going to like that job. They're not going to stay there. That's right. Any other thoughts on this, Maddie, before we wrap up? No, I think that was great. This is the Boost Bariatrics podcast.